Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup-to-nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Welcome back, listeners. It's your host, Jackie London, and welcome to another episode of On the Side with me, Jackie, and my guest today, who is the incredible Dr. Jennifer Jablow. Dr. Jablow is a cosmetic dentist. She recently developed, researched, created this entire oral care system called IntelliWhite, which combines revolutionary delivery, formulations, and safety for at-home and on-the-go use and application of this like whitening system. It is crazy. It's incredible. Dr. Jablow is very brilliant and is practicing a number of different techniques in cosmetic and general dentistry. And I just feel like dentistry and orthodontics and periodontics is just kind of having a bit of a moment. Is that just me? Is that just YouTube and and perhaps TikTok? I'm not sure, but I just feel like what a time to be a dentist. <laughs> and perhaps what a time to be an orthodontist too. I mean, just something for me to consider. Should I go back to school for another 85 years? Not sure. TBD. But in the meantime, I'm going to let you listen to Dr. Jabal. She had a lot of really interesting insights, both about general oral care and about food, about what it means to have your entire GI tract begin with your mouth, which I, I think might be a lot for those of you who are like just joining me as you're sitting down to breakfast this morning. But it may also be something that you're super interested in or curious about. So we talked about a lot of really interesting stuff, including how she got her start, how Dr. Jabla got her start, how she continues to innovate and work on the products that she is developing and how she kind of brings them to market and how she thinks about it, which I just thought was fascinating. So Please let me know what you think of this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I think you're really going to learn a ton. And let me know what you think. Leave us a rating, a review, five stars, pretty please, on Spotify, on Apple, on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating, leave a review, share this episode with whomever you think might learn something or find some nugget of interest that really speaks to them. I cannot wait to hear what you think. I'm going to shut up. Enjoy Dr. Jennifer Jablow. But first, let's get to a quick listener question. Okay, I'm living for today's question. It is, what are your tips for eating more seafood? I hate to say this, but I don't love lots of types of seafood like tuna, salmon, sardines, things that I've heard you say are probably the best for you. Any ideas? Oh, love that you reached out and that you shared this with us. Okay, first of all, go crazy. Some seafood's better than no seafood. I typically recommend people aim for about two to three servings of mixed types of seafood, that is fin fish, shellfish, whatever you enjoy personally a week. But here's the thing, if you're not currently eating any, then one serving a week is going to be amazing. (laughs) And I'm proud of that. Okay, let's just celebrate the small wins here, guys. It's 2022. If we've learned anything, it's that we got to celebrate some small wins whenever and wherever we can. So here's the thing. While I would say, I want to say two things before we we kind of dive in. Pun fucking intended right there. Number one thing I want to say is that you do not have to eat something that you don't like. I never want anyone to feel like that. Just because I make the recommendation and because I'm talking about a general overall health-promoting pattern of eating, there's always a workaround. There's always a solution. If you really hate something, if you just can't stomach it, if you don't like it for any reason, there's no reason to force yourself to eat something you don't like. (laughs) On the flip side, yes, another fucking pun. I hate myself, but I hope you're enjoying yourself right now and listening to this somewhere where it feels inappropriate to laugh this hard at me. 
On the flip side, if you're not really into the fishy fish, I do think it's important to think about some white, flaky, lighter options that are less oily and therefore will give you the opportunity to see if you actually do enjoy some types of seafood. Because lots of us may actually really like fin fish and we just don't know it because we haven't really tried it in other forms. So First one I want to mention is barramundi. I'm seeing this on lots of different menus in lots of different places now, so I figured I'd give it a shout out. It's super versatile for any and all cooking needs. It has a very mild, flaky white fish. It's much like other flaky white fish in nutrient profile, meaning that it's low in saturated fat, a source of lean protein. It's going to give you some omega-3 fatty acids and is a sustainable seafood choice, right? Because it often comes from abroad, from both the U.S. and abroad. You'll find that it typically comes from Australia or South Southeast Asia. So if it's on menus or if you're, it's on, it's at the grocery store and it's labeled as coming from Southeast Asia or Australia, that's totally normal, right? Like that's nothing to fear. I think sometimes when we see seafood that comes from other places, it seems risky, but it's not. That's a perfectly great place <laughs> from which a barramundi might hail. <laughs> The other thing to say about that is that you'll also find it sourced from coastal areas in the U.S., like Florida and Massachusetts. So something to keep an eye out for. Farmed fisheries are a perfectly great option, often more sustainable than some of the wild-caught options. So also great choice um, when you're shopping at the seafood counter. Another option to bring into the mix is monkfish, kind of like a crustacean, like a lobster and a whitefish had a baby and made a monkfish, which is also known as the sea monk. Huh. Lives longer. That's probably why it's called the sea monk, but it's also a bit of a bottom feeder monkfish. So they they tend to kind of live longer. I love saying bottom feeder, right? Like a lot of the time you'll see research about <laughs> about fish and it's for they be they're referred to as bottom dwellers, but I like to call them bottom feeders just because. You know, I mean, that's a little JLism for you guys. Okay, lots of good minerals, uh, key vitamins. You'll get 25% of your daily value of potassium in monkfish. You'll get a little bit less omega 3s from monkfish, from a serving of monkfish versus fattier seafood or even the barramundi that I mentioned earlier. But it's super versatile as well. You can use it in lots of different recipes with just like a dry rub, light marinade, or seasoning on the grill with other kind of like hearty, grill friendly veggies. I'm thinking a skewer situation sounds like a delight for a nice little monkfish. The other thing to mention is in general, mahi-mahi is another great option. It's kind of like another you know, another flaky white fish. It'll be a little bit more firm and less flaky than that barramundi. You'll also get though that very mild light taste. I think this one, I'm often seeing this one on menus where like there's like a fruit salsa also involved or a glaze or a marinade with other local staples because it is a tropical fish. So if you live in warmer climates and you probably already are familiar with the old mahi-mahi, like tropical mango, fresh tomato-based salsa, something something fresh and delicious like that. It's also kind of juicy. I, it's also one of the go-to choices for fish tacos. So if you're making like a grilled fish taco, I would highly recommend a little mahi-mahi and trying that just because it has a heartier texture than other types of white fish that just kind of fall apart when you try to make those tacos. I would serve them with homemade salsa plus some fresh limes, a little hot sauce of choice, and of course, a lovely little corn tortilla. Nothing better than a nice stone ground, 100% whole grain corn tortilla. Okay. It's similar in nutrient profile to other types of whitefish, but you'll also get all those great nutrients, B vitamins, potassium, selenium, high in lean protein, low in saturated fat. And it, yes, it is. I do want to clear this up. Yes, it is a tropical type of dolphin fish, but it's not the same type of species that we typically associate with when we're thinking about dolphins, right? This is totally, totally different. The latter is a mammal and the former is a species class of fin fish. So it's still going to be a little lower in omega-3s compared to those oilier versions, but it is a super sustainable choice often, especially if you're choosing Atlantic versus Pacific Ocean waters. Great option. Love me some mahi-mahi. Okay. Last one I'm going to mention for today, just because I'm seeing it more again on those kind of meal delivery kits uh, and services is squid. I just love me some squid. Out of this bunch, it's the highest in omega-3s. It's also going to give you that lean protein, including copper, iron, selenium. There's so much selenium to be had in fish. Really a great undervalued nutrient that's just considered an antioxidant. So really beneficial all around. Squid gets a bad rap just because I think, number one, a lot of different types of seafood get a bad rap because of their cholesterol content, which is just darn silly. 
Okay, because it's rarely a concern to me when working with clients who are looking to lower or reduce their overall cholesterol, because I'd be more concerned about the amount of saturated fat you're eating as the primary contributor to high LDL or an overall higher total cholesterol LDL ratio. So the omega-3 content in squid is going to mimic that of barramundi, which makes it higher. So it's about 60%. It's between 0.6 grams and a gram per serving, which will give you those heart-healthy, unsaturated fats. And with squid, all things are just generally good news. My only big watch out for it is that obviously we know squid very well as that fried calamari, which I know you love, Mario, and I think is fantastic too. But if we're eating that in excess of everything else, obviously it's a source of saturated fat and added breading. So I would say look for the ones that are sauteed, grilled, simply prepared, even some raw squid, dare I say, on a sashimi menu can be phenomenal. Your best bet is going to be to prep it yourself to make sure you're choosing options that are grilled or sauteed, again, steamed, broiled, any of those when dining out. And and often I think I see this, I, I call this out specifically because I've seen it on menus where it is actually kind of breaded and deep fried, but it wasn't, didn't say that on the menu. So something to consider or to ask further questions on. But when it comes to seafood prep in general, guys, simpler the better. But squid is mild, just like the barramundi, just like the monkfish, just like the mahi-mahi. So you are getting something very, very mild tasting. It is a chewier texture, of course, than the other options that I mentioned, but incredibly versatile. And I feel like it's often that you know, you'll find this in stews or soups, which you can make very seamlessly at home, but it's also easy to make on the grill or broiled with herbs and spices or tossed into pasta. Lots of different ways to use it. So I hope this gives you a little bit of a primer on where to start with other types of finfish that are a little bit less aggressive, let's say, in their taste profile, in their flavor profile, but that are just as enjoyable and just as nutritious. All right, let us dive in to today's episode please, please, please send me your questions. DM me at Jacqueline London RD. And I cannot wait to hear from you so soon. So Dr. Jennifer Jablow, am I, am I pronouncing that right? Jennifer Jablow. That's yes, a fabulous Yes. Jablow. Jablow. Everybody okay. says it a little differently, but it's totally fine. When I'm on TV, it's always, uh, it's always, <laughs> I can see that. don't even ask. They call me Dr. Jen now. You know what? That's very, that's very cool. I feel like it's, it's a little bit like saying Dr. Cher, right? Like we, uh, totally. Like, yeah. If I could only look like her at her age, no problem. I know. I, know. <laughs> I really, I do feel like I have a lot, maybe that's a different podcast, but I do have a lot of questions for Cher too. I mean, really not to derail us here because I have many questions for you also. Okay. So first of all, Tell us about you. Let's just start there. Who are you? What are you doing? How are you feeling? How has your fall been treating you so far? Tell us, just give us a snapshot. Well, as we've said, I'm in the fall fabulous. I'm <laughs> um, out in the Hamptons. I live in the Hamptons more time than New York City these days. So life has really changed since COVID. I used to have an extremely frenetic lifestyle because for the past 20 years, I've been practicing cosmetic dentistry in New York City but I also a founder, creator, inventor of IntelliWhite, which is the one of the top oral care brands on electronic TV, such as like HSN, QVC. I've been on HSN for 12 years next month. Wow. Actually, next week will be my 12-year anniversary. And most people don't last more than like two shows. So I'm actually the only oral care and teeth whitening on there right now because other companies try and come on and we have such a loyal customer base that nobody can compete. Wow. So I'm, I'm the sole, yeah, I'm the sole oral care. Um, I guess you can call me their resident dentist. I feel like, I feel like, uh, also being a woman and, and yeah. the demographic there yeah. is really woman based. They really feel like I'm their girlfriend and I'm very honest with them. And I used to travel to Tampa every three weeks to go on air oh all hours of the night and day. And when COVID started, you know, then they, they switched over to doing it via Skype, which has been a godsend. Cause I have to tell you, I was starting to really burn out, really burn out. I can <laughs> you know? only imagine. I, I, first of all, that's incredible. And I have a lot of questions for you on this, but, but before we even get to that, the, yep. the flight to, for, well, on a great day, like on the best day where just every kind of world synergy aligns <laughs> and the flight 
schedule is perfect and everything works, it's still sort of like a door-to-door four-hour flight, right, to get to Tampa. Like, just do, like from the time you leave your house to the yeah. time you land. No question. From, you know, I lived on the Upper West Side to go to LaGuardia to pass through security, oh. you know, all, all the above. There's no question, you know. And then by the time you got to Tampa... And then I had my whole routine when I got to Tampa. I used to go food shopping. So I had the foods that I needed because I'm a bit of a picky eater and I didn't like the hotel food, you know, Wait, and then getting ready. we got to talk about that. I've got to stop you there. Tell me you went to Publix. Yeah. Did you go to Publix? Oh my God. <laughs> Publix is like my home. I miss, that's part of one thing I probably, I miss seeing all the hosts there because I've become friends with them right. and all the people at the crew, the HSN, my team down there. But I honestly miss going to Publix. The most. It's like, and I knew, I knew exactly what aisle everything was in. And, you know, they'd say, ma'am, did you find what you needed? I'm like, oh yeah, I don't live here, but I'm like here every couple of weeks. And I know exactly where you keep that. I can't, I, there is no grocery chain in my mind that can surpass Publix. First of all, let's just say that. There's no question. Second of all, no question. What? I mean, when, when I (laughs) spend way too much time thinking about Publix, but I will say, I think one of their best attributes is the the store organization. Like even when you don't get to a good Publix, you still, you're still at something that you could never possibly find anywhere in New York, much less, I don't, I think any other state. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Well, the grocery stores in New York City are the worst worst. because the aisles are just so, so narrow that you're like clobbering into everybody. So like, thank God I moved out of New York City during COVID, you know, because I didn't want to be anywhere near anyone during the height of COVID, you know? know. So there was no way to separate from people. And so it was much easier living outside the city, having a much laid back, Mm. you know, uh, existence. And, you know, I have to tell you, uh, a lot of people have rethought their lives and lifestyles during Mm. the whole COVID. And there is a silver lining, you know, people just like reassess themselves during COVID. And, and self-care and how they're going to take care of themselves. And some people didn't. And now they're, you know, now they're doing it now, but you know, you just, uh, I might be a little bit older than you. I'm turning 48 in two weeks. Um, Kathy, almost birthday, a Libra. Oh my God. Does that make you a Libra? I'm such a Libra. I'm such a Libra. I'm so artsy, (laughs) which is why I probably went into cosmetic dentistry in the first Mm. place, which I'll, we'll talk about, but yeah. Like you just reassess everything. Yeah. And and I was just like, I was on this like wheel going round, round, round. And yes, I made um, success out of my company and I started from the ground up. I literally was packaging the stuff in like my apartment from the beginning mm-hmm. with my dental assistant. And Amazing. now, you know, millions of smiles have been whitened by Intel White, hopefully millions more. And it's, you know, kind of what keeps my creative juices flowing. But you know, I have a, I have had a very different career than most dentists. I guess I would tell you I'm not the average dentist. I love that. Enemies. I love that. Tell us. Yeah. I don't hang out with other dentists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like talking about teeth afterwards, but if you ask me about anything with teeth whitening or chemicals that are in toothpaste, or I know probably everything of every chemical, of every makeup, of everything, because I'm so I'm self-taught. You don't they don't teach this to you in dental school. So when you go to the dentist and get, get your teeth whitened, they don't really know anything. And I'm not, it's not enough. It's that nobody was educating them on, you know, what the ingredients are, what the pH means, you know, is it acidic? Is it not acidic? What will actually drive the whitening to work faster? Mm-hmm. Which people are better candidates for whitening than others? Uh, what do you do to help prevent people from being sensitive? There's there's so many nuances that go into it. And I'm really like a nerd. I, I like magazines, I, you know, when I fly on the plane to Tampa, that's all I do is read <laughs> magazines. But most of the time I'm, I'm such a nerd and I have, I, you know, I've created a lot of things for IntelliWhite. So I have a lot of patents. I read medical journals. Yeah, It's really crazy, you know, and I learned all the chemistry about all this stuff. And I'm not going to say I'm all knowing because nobody is. And I'm completely learning and, and reinventing all the time. And you have to innovate all the time or someone's going to out-innovate you. Mm-hmm. But most dentists don't really understand the chemistry behind all of this stuff. So interesting that you say that, too, because I feel like the thing that is the ultimate clash between, you know, someone who is, let's say, a full-time journalist and someone who is a full-time scientist, let's say, in any era mm-hmm. researcher, mm-hmm. is is really that 
there's often this kind of push, like we, and I feel like I can uniquely say this just because I've been on both sides and I've, I've, I have remained staunchly in both worlds, but I just always feel like the beauty of science is that we as a sort of population are always trying to prove ourselves wrong. And then we always Mm -hmm. are built into any part of the process is telling you why our results might not be worth anything, (laughs) which is such a fantastic way of kind of approaching anything because it really gives you the scientific method gives you the real way of discerning what might work for some people and why and what might work for other people and why. And so I feel like having that ability just only strengthens everything else that you do. Well, there's no question. I think it's important that I continue to practice dentistry with my interaction with my patients because it actually gives me the ideas to go and then innovate the product. Right. You know, I don't like something that's, you know, my patients will come and they'll complain about, this is how it all started, actually, because I used to be on TV a lot in the local news. I've done the Today Show, yeah. where I would go on as an expert to talk about other dental products, you know, other at-home um, whitening products that were on the market. And I really found like people would go to you know the drugstore, the supermarket, and find those teeth whitening strips. And like the major complaint, I would say ninety percent of the time, if not more, was the sensitivity. And I am not a proponent of the teeth whitening strips. I feel like they actually erode the enamel. Mm. And the reason why you're getting such a sensitivity is because it's in such close contact with the teeth, but it's such an acidic environment. And we'll talk about acid and everybody talks about alkalinizing everything these days. And (laughs) I'm a big believer in, I'm a big believer in that. You know, I, I kind of practice what I preach, but Acid eats the teeth away. So if anything is below what they call the pH of 5.2, you start to leach minerals from your teeth. And your teeth are basically made up of calcium and phosphate. And why I think like the strips are like the perfect storm to eating away at the enamel is because they're acidic and they don't hydrate the teeth at the same time. The water content's really low. So it's pulling the hydration out of the teeth too. So it's like the perfect storm for super sensitivity. I've tried them. I have to pull them off within two seconds because I have the most sensitive teeth to begin with. I, you know, I've tried them too. And as you're describing this, I'm like, I, you have, yeah, you have awful, created right? the most perfect picture of exactly what's, ha- I, I just got that like sticky feeling in my mouth. Yes. <laughs> like the I sticky feeling and then them. the lightning shocks, yeah. right? Yes. And the like lightning shocks. Ooh. And so my patients would come in and complain that they never had something great to take home with them. So I came up with it probably more than 12 years ago because obviously it took me a while to invent things. Mm -hmm. And I met, funny enough, at a Christmas cocktail party, I met the former head of Dell Pharmaceuticals. And I, you know, I've been, I was known to be on TV and whatever locally. So he probably had seen me and he looks at me and he goes, you should be on TV. You should be selling products. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, this guy's, you know, he's just saying that. Literally within like 48 hours, I'm sitting at a breakfast with him and we're brainstorming. And he put me in touch with all these contract manufacturers. And um, and like, you know, the dream started. Amazing. Just because it was a dream, it doesn't mean that it wasn't a ton of hard work. Right. Driving out to all these manufacturers, talking to them about what I want, me researching what I need. Yeah. And then I get a call from him like six months later, and he's like, I'm retiring, I'm moving to Costa Rica, you're on your own. I'm like, wow. okay. So, you know, it was great because he introduced me to these people who could formulate my products. But at that point, I was kind of on my own, and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? So I think I met with QVC and then. They kept changing my schedule. It's not an easy place to be if you're like a, you know, a one-man show. You're not a big company. Right. And at that point, I was practicing dentistry like four days a week and they kept changing my schedule. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't keep shuffling my patients around. Mm -hmm. QVC and HSN were a separate entity at that time. I told my friend, I don't know if you remember the bachelor from Rome, Lorenzo Borghese. My gosh, what a very good friend. That's so fat. That is so extra fabulous of you, Dr. Jablow. I have to say, I mean, like, of course you are friends with the, with the Roman bachelor. That's wonderful. Well, (laughs) the reason why we're friends though is because of animal rescue. Oh, even better. I mean, yeah, so even better. As my rescue dogs like sitting with me here, um, Lorenzo and I were good friends. Lorenzo's family had been on HSN for probably 20 years at that point. And Lorenzo was like, what are you doing? 
you're, I'm going to set up a meeting with the CEO of HSN. You're going to explain your products and, and that's it. Everything when you go on TV to sell, what's the problem and what's the solution that you have and how is it going to make somebody's life better? That's, that's exactly what you need to do. And you need to explain that within just a couple of minutes. If you can't explain that within a couple of minutes then you can't capture the audience wow. and that's what makes it, makes you successful. So I got my, I decided to move to HSN. I launched October, 2019. And so, you know, it was just wow. uh, really, really amazing. But, you know, the, the day in and day out is very nitty gritty. It's not only about going on TV and explaining your products, I'm constantly researching. We have to do clinical testing, independent mm. clinical testing, or I can't talk about anything on TV. It's very, very strict. Right. And there's a lot that goes involved. You know, I have patents that I write and then, you know, there's, there's, a, there's just so much that's involved with that, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It's really amazing because I think that and and HSN is sort of like an institution at this point. I, I feel like it's yes. sort of like a hallmark of our understanding of television and also in a lot of ways, our understanding of influencer marketing. Like it's where it really all started. But what's so yep. incredible about it is that I don't think everyone really knows or appreciates how rigorous that evaluation of claims what a health claim actually is that you can say on television, what it means to be able to stand behind a product and and get that product into HSN in the first place, which is its own battle. Oh my goodness. I can yes. only imagine. I mean, so was that and was that when they were in Pennsylvania or that was in Tampa at the time? No, they've always been in Tampa. Right. Okay. Even though QVC acquired HSN about three, four years ago, they still have separate campuses. Pennsylvania is in Westchester, Pennsylvania. That's the QVC okay. campus. HSN campus is St. Petersburg of Florida. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is rigorous and it's constantly rigorous. When you go on, there's a plan for how much money you need to make mm-hmm. in that a um, lot of time of minutes. You know, if you saw that movie Joy yeah. about Joy Mangano, that's another one of my idols. She's one of the nicest people in the world also. You know, it is like that. There's a clock there. There's screens there. There's time that's going. You know how many units you have to sell. What the plan is. If you don't make plan, they might not ask you back. It's so you know? scary. I. It's so scary because it is so. I mean, imagine. I mean, I'm just like I literally feel like my heart rate just went up just talking about this. <laughs> thinking about the right? idea of having to meet a certain number and knowing that in the back of your mind because you are the person who's both in charge but also it's yeah. your baby right like you developed this yeah. so so it's yeah. it sounds completely terrifying i mean i i feel like but also what an experience i mean like i i was about to say what do you think is the most exciting part but the truth is it really sounds like the whole thing is is pretty exciting it's it is exciting but there's also a ton of pressure but it's almost like i love it because i feel like I'm proud of what I've invented and I can reach so many more people than I can reach in my daily dental practice and improve people's lives. And the best thing in the world is like when, when we used to do live studio Mm -hmm. and somebody would call and say like they hadn't smiled in like years and now they're smiling because they feel confident about themselves. So I'm not just giving somebody a product because, you know, here I am, I'm teeth whitening and I'm trying to make money. Mm. It's really not just about that. The best thing in the world is that you actually made someone feel confident about themselves. Absolutely. I mean, 1,000%. I couldn't agree with that more. I think that it's so... What's so special about hearing about this product itself and also understanding your, your a little bit about your background is that it really shows how sometimes the a very simple thing, although in this case, it's quite the complex <laughs> chemical process, but a, a simple idea of changing one small routine or yeah. having agency in making one small change to your lifestyle, something that really impacts how you feel about yourself can be game-changing for people. There's no question. There's no question. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the most complicated innovation. Sometimes it could be something simple and then, you know, it really, it really changes the ease. It, you know, when you, when you develop a product is you have to think, is this, besides the fact, is this going to be effective? Is this not going to cause any side effects? Is this going to be easy for the customer oh, to use? That is just preaching. That's just speaking my language right there. Exactly. Yes. Is yeah. it useful? Yeah. What makes it useful? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So, so I want to back up a little bit because I want to talk about, and maybe it's not backing up. It's also jumping forward, (laughs) but I want to talk about your approach to working one-on-one with patients, whether it's for general dentistry or for whitening or for anything else that, that comes by way of visiting your office. I love this, uh, this little nugget that you had on your website that is where you describe yourself as a perfectionist who wants to, who's striving to create high hyper-individualized treatments and treatment plans yep. for your patients. Tell us more about that. What does that mean? What does that look like? And why? Um, and then I'll just shut up so that we can get to something. I want to ask no, you no, another no, no, question. It's okay. <laughs> I think, I, you know, um, you know, I do, I have treated some very, very famous people. Mm-hmm. It's common knowledge that Ashley Graham has been my patient for 12 plus years. And there's a lot of other famous people that I can't mention, but she's posted on Instagram when she's been sitting in my chair. Oh. So, you know, cause she's a, she's a jokester. She's like <laughs> as grounded and as normal as you come and like has not changed. I've known her before she was famous and now I know her now and she's the same wholesome. I love that. That's so reassuring. Person. That's so very reassuring. She really is. And I'm, I'm so glad that it kind of like resonates with people because that's who she is. But when, you know, people come to my office, it's not just about, you know, treating one tooth. You know, I take a holistic approach of why someone's having a problem. And we'll get into the cosmetic part of it also. But, you know, say you came in and you broke the tooth. Why did you break the tooth? I'm not going to just repair the tooth. Why did you break the teeth? Mm. And normally a lot of the dentists, I can look at someone and tell if they're grinding their teeth mm. so easily. You look at the muscles on their face, if their muscles look like, you know, their faces, <laughs> the angle of their jaw has gotten wide, widened. Don't, don't, don't. I know. I'm like, and I'm like, is it here? I'm like, I'm feeling a little tension nah, right in the, nah, like right where their usually, ear phones right, are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, exactly. But I can see the muscle like right at the angle of the jaw. Okay. And if someone's widened, okay, there's a celebrity that's very obvious and I don't treat her, but like Bethany Frankel, she had the most square jaw you've yes. ever seen in your life. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that anymore. She obviously got a lot of Botox, yeah. like lessen the contractions of those muscles. Yeah. But like, if you remember how square her jaw was, she must've been like a, a amazing teeth grinder, like wow. super aggressive. Okay. You can look at that. Then you also look at like, you know, if the edges of the teeth are really worn, Yeah. that, that shows also, but you know, so you need to like, you, it's not just about repairing the mouth. You need to look at the mouth holistically. You need to see, and I'd say 90% of my patients are grinding their teeth. So you need to address that too. Are they going to get a night guard? Are they going to get Botox? Are they going to go for acupuncture? Mm. Am I going to tell them also, most likely I'm going to tell them to take magnesium at night because yeah. that helps with, you know, um, nerve pain and muscle pain and all that. You know, I'm, I'm very, I myself, I'm a patient of functional medicine right. for other reasons, which we'll discuss. And I like to take the knowledge that I get that helps me to help somebody else. Mm. So you're not just walking into a dental practice. You're walking into a practice where I'm going to holistically approach you and maybe tell you to make some lifestyle changes as well. Meaning, you know, I love that drinking a ton of Diet Coke is going to eat your enamel away. Mm. And then besides eating your enamel away, we know that you're going to get stomach problems and then the acid's going to come back up and you're going to get, you know, acid eating away at your teeth from that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pearls that I feel a a lot of dentists just look at the person and it's just a tooth to treat. It's not, you have to treat the whole person. There is no question. So much. I think that's so meaningful. I I also feel like it seems so, I, I think to the average person, to the average listener, it seems like such a challenging and also very niche practice, but really I mean, digestion begins in your mouth. So the whole yes. idea of keeping your mouth healthy is literally critical yes. to just about everything, much less oral health. I mean, so if you're so if you were to give and and granted this is going to be pretty blanket. So, you know, you'll bear mm-hmm. with me, but if you were to give the kind of blanket advice about proper oral care for like making sure that you're maintaining solid, some kind of solid basis with the understanding that like sometimes will be different than others. Like what would be your, do you have a couple of like go-to tips? Like, is it, is it about brushing, flossing? Tell us. Yeah. Okay. So number one is the Sonicare toothbrush. It's the Holy Grail. There's no question. A manual toothbrush cannot run at 32,000 cycles per minute. Your hand can't move that fast. 
So, and the sonic waves actually break up the plaque. Ooh. So there's, there's nothing that's going to clean the teeth. Like that. Love that. So that's, that's a must. And I'm feeling very validated. I switched about eight, two years ago now, and I feel very validated in that choice. <laughs> well, good. It also helps with the gum health though, because when you're removing plaque, you're mo- removing the inflammation. Because inflammation is not just going to be just if inflammation occurs in your mouth, it's going to occur in the rest of your body. And we know inflammation causes all kinds of problems. Uh, number two, I'm not a f- big fan of string floss. I am a water flosser, huge champion of water flossing. Tell okay? us about water because, flossing. Wow. Okay. Well, a string floss, when you take a string around the tooth, and maybe that bacteria is a little adhered, a little stickier to the tooth. It's just going to run around the bacteria and not remove it. Yeah. Water flossing is pressure jet power. You know, right. it's like water, water pressuring, cleaning your house. That's yeah. going to get into those areas. And I always tell the patients to use it on low. If you have sensitive teeth, like I do, I put warm water in it. So it's yeah. not cold water. So it's, you know, it's not unbearable and It's a very efficient way. And, you know, you don't have to do it twice a day. Just aim to do it at least at the nighttime. The cordless ones are great. I like them to drop like a capful or two capfuls of hydrogen peroxide into it because oxygen that comes from hydrogen peroxide, because hydrogen peroxide breaks up into oxygen and water. Mm. The oxygen, if it gets under the gum line. Okay is really good because the bacteria that causes periodontal disease is called anaerobic bacteria. That means that it can't live with oxygen. It's opposite of us. We need oxygen to live. They can't live with oxygen. So if you're continuously introducing oxygen into those areas under the gum line, you are going to kill the bacteria that causes periodontal disease. This is so So, interesting. Okay, so you put the the peroxide, the hydrogen peroxide into the water. Into the, so there's a little compartment on the, you know, you can buy a water pick, water flosser on Amazon, probably like $69, (laughs) a cordless one, the handheld. You're like, it's $69.99 and it's only available. We have five units left. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's just just how I'm made these days. I love it. But, you know, it's not price prohibitive for people, right? you know, and they can even find a cheaper one. It doesn't have to be a water pick because it should be accessible to everybody because this is where your full body health starts. Yeah. It starts in the mouth. It's not only the digestion. Bacteria right. can break off that's adhered to the tooth, travel to the rest of the body, cause heart problems. Right. And they've, they've done studies where they found mouth bacteria in the arteries of heart. I know this scares so, the crap out of me. Tell our, listen- <laughs> tell our listeners a little so bit true. more about this. I know. I really think of this as like one of those un- like somewhat still unknown or not talked about enough things that not that we need things to be scared of, but I feel like this one is so great to know about just because it's so preventable. Right. It's so preventable. And you know what? We've probably heard about the word inflammation, right. like over and over and over again during the pandemic, because that's how like, you know, a lot of people unfortunately got so sick because the inflammation went out of control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a way, and I'm not talking anywhere near this about COVID or anything, but this is a way to control inflammation, not only in your mouth, but in the rest of your body. You want to control the inflammation because inflammation always brings problems and disease. Inflammation brings bone loss, inflammation you know, just brings discomfort, bleeding gums. You should never be afraid to floss your bleeding gums. If they're bleeding, it means you need to floss them more because your body means there's inflammation there. The vessels are opened because the cells are trying to fight bacteria that's there. So it's an indication that you have more of a buildup of bacteria than you should. Or if you're pregnant, your body hyper reacts to it. So if you're pregnant, it's even more important, you know, hormonally, during, you know, the cycles, some people can even tell that they're about to get their periods because their gums start bleeding. Wow. Because when your hormones are, you know, elevated, your body reacts even more aggressive to the plaque with inflammation. Interesting. So in other words, if during pregnancy, you're, you could be extra sensitive to, to bleeding gums because you're trying to rid yourself of that of that bacteria. Well, during, exactly. During pregnancy, it's called pregnancy gingivitis. I actually have the patients come in for at least three cleanings during their pregnancy, because actually, if you look it up and it's in medical journals, Mm -hmm. I'm not quoting anything that's not out there. It's linked to premature births. So if you have inflammation and bleeding gums in your mouth, 
you can actually be correlated to having a preemie preemie baby. So interesting. So. I've never heard that before. That's so fascinating and such a great, I mean, yeah. and when just thinking about that logically, I mean, it makes all of the sense. Like it's, it's totally, it's yeah. totally understandable. Wow. So, okay. So we have the, we have the, the brushing with a, yes. with an electronic toothbrush. We have the a, water, a sonic, a sonic toothbrush. toothbrush. Not okay. Right. Not one of those spin brushes, not the battery brushes, okay. not electric sonic. That's, that's the holy grail. Got it. Water flossing. Okay. Adding a little peroxide to your water flosser. Love this. And using a toothpaste that doesn't have any scary ingredients. Ooh. My list of scary ingredients goes as such. Okay. Parabens. Okay. Dyes. Saccharin. We all know that that's why not is good that? Either. That's in basically everything teeth related. I, I'm like, why? <laughs> upset about it. Yeah, I, like I, sometimes I want to pull my hair right. out of my head because some of these beauty brands are calling themselves clean and then they have saccharin. And it drives me like, nuts. Call clean? Right, right. Drives me nuts too. Okay. Drives me nuts because 90% of what you're brushing with, because all the blood vessels under your tongue go directly to your bloodstream. Mm. So you're bringing that into your body. So if you have saccharin, dyes, and we know dyes are correlated to a lot of bad things also, parabens, which are endocrine disruptors, all that yucky stuff, triclosan, uh, GMOs, phthalates, you know, all that stuff. Wow. You don't want to be putting that in your mouth. And I'm not saying, I'm not an anti-fluoride person. Right. Some people need fluoride. Some people don't. Okay. Some people can use alternatives. I, I, make, I make both, but there are some people more sensitive to fluoride. People who have autoimmune disorders might be more sensitive to fluoride. So uh, I have things that are equally as good as fluoride, but fluoride, you know, fluoride is a very controversial product. Yeah. Very controversial. Yeah. Um, I would also say those charcoal powders that are out there are very scary. Those are so scary. I mean, yes. Hardly I'm scary. Of those. I mean, they're scary to look at, but they're scary that anyone's using that because that could really wear the enamel away. And your enamel doesn't grow back. So it's like, you know, wow, your enamel um, doesn't grow back. That's such a great, nope. also a great point that I feel like should, should be one of the more common sense things that we know, but is not for, so I just sort of thought it yeah. was like regenerating. Why? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and speaking on that, another tip is if you're drinking really acidic things like sports drinks, you know, bottled sports drinks, anything that has citric acid, yeah. bottled iced tea, diet Coke. Yeah, of course, I'd want you to stop doing that. But, you know, I have patients who are like, I can't stop drinking my Red Bull. Right. If you're going to do that, then afterwards, please drink like a high pH water. Mm. You know, like one of those waters, like the Essentia, the smart water that has a pH of nine plus Ooh. to at least bathe the mouth afterwards and try and bring the pH in the mouth back up. Because when the acid level in or the pH drops in the mouth, you are very prone to cavities yeah. because the, the minerals in the teeth soften. As, as I said, anything with a low pH pulls the calcium and the phosphate out of the teeth. So if you're going to have some of those drinks that are really acidic and really not healthy for your mouth, and it's really not healthy for the rest of your body, mm. please afterwards, just try and negate it a little bit by having like a high pH water and do not brush your teeth immediately afterwards. Oh, because if you have something, okay, tell us why. I feel like that's such commonly misrepresented and it makes total sense, right? Like, so you should not brush after you've had something really acidic right away. Right. Right. Like even like eating an orange or or having orange juice, you should wait 30 minutes because the acidity level in your mouth is high, which means the enamel soft. So your teeth are more prone to wear away if you brush them right away. Wow. Okay. So you wait the 30 minutes, but you don't have to wait the 30 minutes if you're having the, the higher pH water. No. Okay. No. Then you're okay. Wow. Okay. Mind blown. So, so it's the sonic brush. It's the water flossing and possibly yeah. with, with peroxide. It's peroxide. the trying <laughs> to making sure that you're practicing this, this form of oral hygiene after eating something sugary or acidic or, or not just yeah. sugary. Yeah. I would say sugary probably. Right. That's really what it kind yeah, of comes sugar to. Also. Sugar, sugar can, can cause an acidic problem in the mouth also. Ah. So you wait a half an hour to brush afterwards. Really interesting. And then you mentioned the, the products, the, the products that have parabens or some of these other controversial ingredients, but yeah, saccharin dyes. Are there things that you would look for to have 
in there. So like, like what, I mean, I, I hate to put you on the spot like this, but what is there a tooth? Is there a toothpaste that you use that you would recommend? Okay. Since everyone's kind of like looking for cleaner stuff now, um, I did come out with a toothpaste back in June. Amazing. It sold out like immediately. It's called the Smile Saver. Ooh. It has what's called, so it's fluoride free, but it has something that's equivalent to fluoride that's actually cleaner and just as good. It has something called nano hydroxyapatite. And that's actually what our teeth are built, built of. It's, wow. it's the crystal of calcium and phosphate. So this actually does, I told you, you can't build your enamel back, but it does plug up the defects in your enamel. So it's not going to like, if you wore your enamel away completely, it's not going to give you a whole new tooth, Yeah. but it's a very clean toothpaste. It does have stain or patented stain removal ingredient in it. And I also added vitamin D to it. This is really important. Vitamin D helps the calcium to be absorbed into the teeth. Right. But vitamin D has also been found, and I found this in medical journals, so I'm not just saying this. Yeah. Vitamin D, 50% of us are completely deficient in vitamin D in this country. Vitamin D has been shown to help fight periodontal disease. Wow. So that's why that's also in there. We also have uh, zinc in there, and zinc is there because it kills bad breath at the source. It doesn't mask it. It actually kills the stinky sulfur compounds at its source. So this toothpaste is like, you know, the kitchen sink of clean toothpaste. It has everything. <laughs> and it also fights sensitivity because the nano HAP crystals are plugging up those little areas in your teeth where you're getting sensitive because you have exposure on those teeth or little cracks. Interesting. Wow. So if we... I want to go down this bad breath rabbit hole just for a second. <laughs> I okay. want to know more about this for just one moment because I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm saying this, you know, like you definitely know because this is your entire uh, work. But I mean, I, I've had this experience before where you're in a situation where you just are, are where like you're with someone who has like a specific type of breath. I don't, there's different types, right? Like there's different types. Like, there's like there's, a Yes. Cow. Yes. Or there's yeah. this like metallic kind of version. Then sometimes I'm like, maybe that's not breath here at the gym or at the, on the subway or where. <laughs> like maybe that's right? just some, the way somebody smells. So where does this start? This starts in the, at the source, like you said, but, but what else causes it and what can we do about it? Well, a lot of the time it's people who have a lot of bacteria that's built up underneath the gum line. Right which is, um, and it gives off what's called a volatile sulfur compound. That's that raw egg smell. It's really bad. I know. I know there's, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> um, and that's somebody probably who hasn't had their teeth professionally cleaned in a really long time, you know, and not taking care of themselves and probably has bleeding gums and all that stuff. Other times, you know, it depends. Someone, if someone's on a keto diet, Oof, you know, oh God. their mouth can get really dry. Yes, yeah. that keto flu breath situation is bleak. It's a bleak one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. You know, they the the problem with them is more dehydration mm -hmm. than it being bacteria underneath their gum line. Yeah. So they should really be hydrating and hydrating with a high alkaline pH water, mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of. And then there's some people who have it coming from their stomach, you know, and that obviously needs to be treated by a gastro, yeah. a gastro doctor. Yeah. You know, do you have in your day-to-day -day practice, do you have, do you get a lot of questions about, about food, about nutrition, about hydration? I mean, what do you, is there, is there a specific area that comes up a lot over and over again? And are there any specific food questions you get? It's it's not necessarily the food. I yeah. usually broach people though if I see like their teeth are starting to look right. thin or wearing. Uh, I do ask them about their habits of the soda, sports drinks, anything really acidic. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I recently had a patient who says she just can't quit the Red Bull. You know, and it's, you know it's unhealthy for so many other reasons. But you know, her teeth are thinning, and a lot of the time when people like have teeth that are thinning, they start to look more yellow because the enamel coating is starting to wear away, yeah. and you're seeing the substructure, which is called dentin, showing through, which tends to be more yellow. And then they're like, "My teeth aren't responding wow. to whitening," and I'm like, "That's because you're wearing your Oof. enamel away." That's so interesting. That's so interesting, and also, I'm so curious about the sports drinks too, because it's one that I wouldn't normally 
think about right away. And, and it's not, even though it's not something I would recommend to just anyone, it's definitely something I would recommend for people who are training for, for an endurance, um, event like a marathon or a triathlon. So what kind of advice would you give for someone in that position where you, where the sports drinks are sort of a necessity, but you don't want to overdo it. I mean, I guess it's really a balance of all of that, right? Well, I would, I would tell them to try and not like drink it over a long period of time, try to drink it all at once because then the exposure isn't lengthened. Again, I would tell them afterwards to definitely, you know, drink something that is alkaline, like an alkaline water, obviously not brush their teeth immediately. I love this new tip. I feel, I feel like I've learned so much and it's only been 45 minutes. I feel like I've learned a lot. Wow. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I just had to explain. There's There's a lot to talk about. No, no. And then I guess to counteract all of that and all the minerals that are leaching, the toothpaste that I have, yeah. the Smile Saver by IntelliWhite with the Nano HAP, which is the mm. Nano Hydroxyapatite, which was actually invented by the NASA scientists when this when the astronauts went up into space and they came back, their enamel was weaker. So in the seventies, the hydroxyapatite was discovered to help That's strengthen crazy. their Wait, teeth. So, so this is how it was it? developed is because of the. Yeah, this is, NASA was the first one to think about that. It wasn't nano size okay. back then. Science has really, you know, yeah. moved on and innovated more since the 70s. Now we know that mm. saccharin is really bad for you. The 70s was like, oh my all God, that's low, right? right. Yeah. Um, now it's like you can hardly find it. Yeah. Yeah. But you find it in toothpaste, which drive me crazy. And mouthwash, which is where I find myself about to pull my hair out at the drugstore, just like looking for a mouthwash yeah. that I feel like is actually refreshing, but I, I, I find like, I feel like we really come up short on that because then a lot of these other ones that seem to have this like great ingredient profile or, or will be marketing things like clean, you know, like using that, that phrase. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something at the drugstore, you should skip the ones that have the saccharin in it. Skip the ones that have the saccharin, skip the ones that have the dye in it, skip the ones that have any type of citric acid in it. Sometimes they use that as a preservative also. Right. It's so weird. It just seems so counterintuitive. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grapefruit seed extract is actually a good preservative in a mouthwash. Yeah. But a lot of the mouthwashes tend to be acidic. Yeah. So I I don't think mouthwashes are that important. I actually have a really exciting product coming out soon. Um, Okay. Can't talk about it yet, but it is a mouthwash product hybrid that does have the nano hydroxyapatite in it, which will counter the bad breath, but it'll also help with the minerals back in your teeth. Once it, you know, once it um, yes. launches, I can talk about it, but that's early. I was just going to say, you're going to have to come back and tell us all about that because I feel like that's so interesting. Oh, okay. So given, now I'm looking at the time and I'm like, how did we get here? I have so many questions for you. So here's what I want to do. I want to go through like your your general state of self-care as it relates to what you're eating, what you're cooking. And I know that that's a bit, you know, you're, you as a practitioner are usually on the other side of that. So I feel like it's always interesting to hear from people in positions like yours, like mine, about what, um, what a day in the life of Dr. Jennifer Javlo looks like from the standpoint of what you're eating. So tell us a little bit about that, and then we will get to your favorite places to eat. I'd, of course, like to hear some of your favorite New York places, but really anywhere in the world will do. <laughs> okay, well... Um, I'm actually cooking like three meals a day, honestly, ever since the pandemic started, because I I still don't believe about sitting inside a restaurant. I'm fine eating outside, but uh, I know that sitting inside a restaurant is like the quickest Mm -hmm. way to catch something. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm a germaphobe, but I'm just trying to be smart about it. It's not worth it to me. So um, I, I regularly socialize with my friends, but it's, we're eating outside. But um, most times I'm cooking and I eat very clean. It doesn't mean that everything has to be organic, but I want to know where things are. I myself am highly chemical sensitive. So if there's pesticides on something, say an apple, my body reacts to it. I get a hive. I get, you know, some, yeah. So like in the morning, I, you know, during the week, I usually cook for myself. In the, on the weekends, I cook for myself and my husband. I'll even cook my own Ooh. millet pancakes because I'm gluten Millet I'm pancakes? Tell me about those. What's in them? It's so easy. There's like literally nothing in them. Like um, I mash up some bananas to sweeten it a little bit. I put some 
organic millet flour in a bowl. I, I put that. egg whites. So it has protein in it, no water added. I beat it up, spray the organic olive oil onto the pan and That's voila. so cool. That's it. Use banana milk. That's so delicious. Okay. What yeah. else? What about lunches? Uh, lunches is usually like a grilled chicken. Um, I just ordered some seafood from what is it? Vital Vital oh. Choice Seafood um, because I've heard a lot. A nutritionist just told me from a functional medicine oh. practice, which yeah. is really interesting, is I'm very sensitive to histamines. I react, and my husband gets a lot of allergies too. So if you buy the fish and it's flash frozen, the fish doesn't have time to sit around at a seafood store and actually produce those histamines, you, yeah. which you might react to. So we're going to be trying that out for dinner tonight, actually. Well, that's just so exciting. Yesterday. I'm a big fan of a flash frozen seafood of any type. I feel like that's the that's really the only way to preserve freshness in general. I mean, if you're not just going to yeah. go and cook it right away. So I love that. Yeah. And so I'm blessed living near like farm stands. Uh, I'm, like, I'm literally like three minutes from a farm stand. So I'll buy asparagus and beets and Brussels sprouts and the fall is the best time. And I just like, you know, I cut them up. I put them on a pan. I have a convection oven. I spray them with a little olive oil and into the I'm oven salivating a little. I'm like um, just sitting here dreaming about a nice little August corn from a farm stand out east. That sounds amazing yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. I, I'm definitely, you know, I, I can say I'm definitely blessed and I'm able to live out here. There's no question. So yeah, we eat really clean. Uh, I think my only uh, my only vice is ice cream. Ooh, love ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Uh, being lactose intolerant, I oh, have to eat the lactose. Challenging. <laughs> no, challenging. it's not though. Like it's we're so lucky we have lactose. I know that's true. So, okay, okay, you're right. I didn't even think of that. I thought you were going to tell me about like a cool new lactate ice cream. Not the you know how they make sometimes like they'll make the milk, but they'll also make like iterations of the milk. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So what, what's your, what would be your favorite? What's the go-to ice cream? Oh, I'm so boring. Like vanilla and chocolate. And sometimes they have like, you know, the caramel swirl and, you know, they have all these great flavors. Oh, mint chocolate chip is my favorite. Oh, I love that. My husband, that's my husband's favorite too. I, I'm having a moment with this one ice cream and I think I actually discovered it somewhere near you. So that's why I'm thinking I have to remember it. It's I think it's called Adirondack Farms. And that was the first time I got it here in the city. But it's a Syrian date and walnut flavored ice cream, which I mean, sounds a little bit like, what am I doing here having dates and walnuts in my ice cream? But it it's so no, delicious. Really and I'm like dreaming about that now, too, along with my August corn from a farm stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering wow. it's October on Saturday or Friday, I, I know. I know. I know. We we've been like cooking a lot of meals with the the last vestiges of of like it's like we've scraped the fairway for like the final great yes. <laughs> corn yes. shipment yes. of. I know it's such a it's such a bummer when when you get to the end of that season that you really just love one particular type of produce that's local to to where we are. But in yep. our case, being in New York, I feel like it's so lucky that there's always something new coming. You know that something great is going to be around the corner. <laughs> oh, yes. And Fairway has a great organic section. So They do. They do. But again, and not to knock you, Fairway, but really, why don't you just take a page out of the public's handbook? <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Like, do us all a favor and tell and just teach us how to set up the public. What would be like when so when you were going to Tampa, because I have to I have to come full circle on this. When you were going to Tampa, would you pack certain snacks with you on the plane or would you get to the Publix and say, I'm getting these five these are my five things I always get from the Publix. I always needed like something crunchy, like yes. when I'm in my hotel room and I'm like prepping for my shows and I'm writing out what I'm going to say on air or whatever. Right. So it's usually like tortilla chips or the kettle, kettle potato Ooh, chips. My favorite. Love those. Yeah. So it, it, it was usually stuff like that. You know, Publix didn't have like everything that I needed, like an oat milk or, you know, stuff like that, that didn't have a lot of junk in it, but they did have good produce. You know, I, I always whipped around, whipped in, in and out of there, like literally in eight minutes. Like the person who used to drive me and pick me up, they're like, I know you're going to be outside in eight minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's very funny. It was like a running joke. I love that they knew that. I love that. Oh yeah. oh yeah. There's no question. 
But yeah, I didn't like eating a lot of the hotel food. I've had some food poisoning issues from the hotel food when you're going on business, not when you're traveling for pleasure, but like, you know, you're a business, you're not staying in like a a luxury resort. You're staying where it's convenient. Functional. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally functional. So yeah. But you wanted to know where I'd love to eat. Yes. Where would I? Yes, please. Anywhere in the world? Anywhere <laughs> in the world. But let's let's get your favorite places and your favorite dishes from wherever. That can be where out east. It can be in the city. It can be internationally. I am not picky. I just want to know the, your perfect day of meals from your favorite places. Well, my favorite favorite, and it's always been like a special thing for my husband and I, because we actually got married in Italy and we were supposed oh. to, I was supposed to be in Italy now. Well, funny story. I was supposed to actually get married in the Hamptons. I just celebrated my 10th wedding anniversary. So 10 years ago, we were supposed to get married. That's Thank amazing. You. Okay. In the backyard of a house that we were renting and we rented it specifically just to get, have a very low key, small wedding in the backyard. It had, right. good, it had good property. Hurricane Irene came. So my <laughs> wedding got canceled <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, you can't make it up. I mean, no, okay. you can't Wonderful. make it up. So my husband's like, you want to elope? And I'm like, well, where our honeymoon was already planned. And I said, absolutely. So it took a lot, you know, you had to go through the, right. uh, all the agencies here and then you had to go to the consulate in Italy. And it was, it was a whole thing, but we ended up getting married in the middle of our honeymoon. That's glorious. In Florence by ourselves. One person we knew, one of our friends was in Germany. So she was able to come over. We had to hire somebody else to be a witness, believe it or not. And <laughs> the ceremony was all in Italian so we had a translator. They kept saying my husband's name wrong. It was pretty hilarious. That's it was on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. I had to do my own makeup at 7 a.m. <laughs> but it was really amazing because we got married in a, their town hall is an old Medici palace. Right. So it's really beautiful. And then when we walked out, there was some special parade going on, some festival that day. So like we walked out and there was a whole parade. So it almost, it was like out of like a TV movie when you think about it. And then there was a, a horse carousel a beautiful carousel we were able to take our wedding pictures in front of. So even though like nobody was there, it still was like amazing. It's fantastic. Um, that sounds like the greatest wedding day ever yeah. in many yeah, ways. I have no regrets, no regrets. So our favorite, most special place is always to go to Harry's Cipriani. So like whenever we have special events, whether it be a birthday, an anniversary, we either go to Cipriani downtown, we, you know, um, Cipriani uptown on 59th street, mm. the risotto primavera ever since I was a little oh. kid. It's just like out of this world. So that's like my favorite, favorite, favorite. And then when we went to Venice, I think it was about four years ago, we went to Venice again to go back. Um, and Harry Cipriani and Harry was still alive. I think he was like in his eighties and he comes around and he's like, is everything okay? And it's just a, and their meringue cake afterwards is just like to die for. It's just, it has. Meringue cake. That's such it has a this, great like, call. Oh, so good. So like, I don't know, it, it's tied into so many special things yeah. for, for me, for my husband. Um, when I was growing up, my family, we always went there Christmas Eve. So I think that just like, and then, you know, any, any real Italian pizza, you know, is yeah. just amazing. Yes. Yeah. I could talk about Italian food all day long. Uh, I know. This makes me think we should be doing this interview in Italy. I think we've just... (laughs) Maybe next year in Italy. Exactly. 2022 in Italy. That's fantastic. So, okay. So we've got Harry's. We've got... We've got... It's not lemon. It's meringue cake. Yeah. I've got to... I think I might have to do a little research on that also after this. And then we've got the risotto primavera. That sounds heavenly. What about a peach bellini? I was hoping... I was hoping we were going to get a little shout out to the peach bellini. Yes, the peach bellinis. How can you say no to those? Those are amazing. With the fresh juice. And you're like, how did you make this fresh? It's November. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm dying for it now also. Oh my God. (laughs) My God, Dr. Javlo, I can't thank you enough. This was such an incredible, I feel like I've learned so much. I feel like our listeners are going to learn so much from from you. And tell us, just tell us where you can, um, where anyone can find you, where we can find more information about IntelliWhite, all of that. Sure. Um, My website for my products, and you can learn a little bit about me from that, is shopintelliwhite.com. Shop, I-N-T-E-L-L-I. W-I-T-E.com. You can Google me. 
There's a lot of press stories about it. You can see who I've treated, awards that IntelliWhite has won. We've won multiple awards. New Beauty gave us the best whitening toothpaste this past year. Um, we've won Men's Health multiple times, Women's Health. And my other website, drjablo.com, is a little bit under construction just because I have a marketing company taking it over. But it's very easy to Google me and find out a lot about me. And always feel free you know, to email through IntelliWhite and ask me any questions because uh, obviously I love talking about this stuff. Oh my gosh, you're like a true bastion of knowledge. I can't thank you enough for that. I feel like that was so game-changing. Thank you for being here. Of course, it was great. And thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jacqueline London RD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.